The Saturday morning here on WCCO Time once again for our wine chat with our friend from Haskell's, Jack Farrell. Good morning, Jack. Hi there, Denny. How are you on this brisk morning? It is a nice morning, and I guess to say, I mentioned it earlier, enjoy these 30-degree days for at least two more days, and then the other shoe drops. <laughs> That's right. I think next Friday it's supposed to be 10 or 15 below zero. Yeah. yeah. What, well, uh, what's on your mind this morning? Something. I'm going to talk about something that will warm the hearts of everybody, and that's fortified wines. The two most popular fortified wines in the world are port, warm the hearts of everybody, and that's fortified wines. The two most popular fortified wines in the world are port and sherry. They're very interesting wines. They both come from the Iberian Peninsula sherry coming from Spain down on the Atlantic coast in Jerez de la Frontera and then uh, port coming from the town of Oporto, also on the Atlantic Ocean. And uh, the wines have marvelous, marvelous histories. They're very, very good. When we talk about wine, there's really three kinds of wine, sparkling wine, table wine, and fortified wines. And port and sherry are both fortified wines. And fortified means they've added what most of the manufacturers call brandy, but it's really more like white lightning made from uh, grapes. Uh, It's a uh, high alcohol, sort of would be like almost moonshine or something like that, but that's what they add, and they call it brandy. And they add it for several reasons. One, it stops the fermentation and keeps the wine very, very sweet. So port wines and sherries are really uh, pretty sweet. And those fortified wines, besides port and sherry, there's Madeira, Marsala, and yes, even vermouth is a fortified wine. But let's first talk about uh, port wine. Port at this time of year, I just love on a cold winter night, a little glass of port before I go to bed, uh, maybe with some uh, wonderful Stilton cheese or, or perhaps even something simple like a walnut. That port is just wonderful. And it's been popular for years and years and years. Uh, In England, most of uh, the upper class would set aside port for their grandsons. Not for very sexist, I guess. Uh, Not so much for daughters, but for grandsons, they would set aside port. And that port would tide you through your lifetime. They'd put aside maybe 10 or 15 cases of port in the cellar at the castle, and you would drink that on all occasions that called for port. Port is a dessert wine, but it does come in semi-dry and a white form. The, the basic kinds of port are uh, simple. You know, you have vintage port, which is the best, and they have to declare a vintage in the town of Oporto, uh, and when they do that, that vintage port all comes from the one vintage, and that you can set aside. And I've had vintage ports going back to the eight, late 1800s, and they have been absolutely stunning, even wines that are that old, 100-plus years. Uh, but port is really just a, a wonderful wine, and both of these wines, port and sherry, were wines that were created in one country, basically, to serve another country, the English market. In fact, when you look at the names in, uh, of ports, Croft, Graham's, Cockburn's, uh, Sandeman, Wares, 
Taylor Flagate. Those are all British names. There's a few uh, like Fonseca and Quinta de Novel and Royal Porto uh, that are Portuguese-owned. But for the most part, all of the uh, ports are English companies, and they were created. Port was created for the English market. Uh, it's a fabulous place to visit, incidentally. Uh, Puerto, if you go to Portugal, everybody, of course, goes to Lisbon. But go up to Puerto, it's just uh, enchanting. We were lucky enough once to be there for the St. John Festival, which is a real hoot in Oporto. Uh, they give you these big, long bamboo poles that they hang garlic on the end, and you bop people on the head with the garlics as you walk around the town waiting for the big fireworks display, which is the culmination of the festivities. They go on for a couple days. They had years ago in Oporto, uh, they had to bring the wine, the valley, the Duro Valley where Oporto was made, uh, is up the mountain, or really a giant hill, uh, but the Oduro River runs right through it, and they had these boats called Robellos, Barco Robello. And they're big boats, and they'd have the barrels of port and bring them down there, and they'd be shipping tens of thousands of cases of port uh, around the world, and mainly uh, to British uh, parts of the British Empire. Oporto was very popular everywhere. And those Rebellos. I was lucky enough when we were there for the St. John thing to participate in one of the races. And our Rebello, I think, ran second or something. We didn't win. But we made a good showing of ourselves, and we were sponsored by Royal Oporto. Each porthouse has a Rebello that they use for these races. They they used to bring right down the river the port. Well, then they created back in the after World War II, they created several dams on the river, and that didn't permit them to go down. And today, all the wine is shipped from the vineyards by big tankers down to the port, where then is shipped around the world. It's also the states are called quintas, and they're just absolutely beautiful. And uh, El Puerto itself is a fascinating city. It's very cosmopolitan. Uh, it certainly is as cosmopolitan as Lisbon is, and. Today they ship from Portugal over 9 million cases of port wine are shipped around the world. So it's, it's very popular. And incidentally, the European uh, Committee, the European Union Committee, has allowed that Oporto and port can only be used for port wine. Of course, in the United States and in Australia and New Zealand and many places where they make port, they don't recognize that thing. But we do recognize in this country that they have the right to the name Oporto. So Oporto, we've given that to Portugal, and that's uh, what you have to do. Now, there, as I said, there's several types. There's tawny, which is a kind of a tawny brick color, adobe brick color. There's ruby, which is a deep red color, a white, and then tawny reserves. And then, as I mentioned a moment ago, vintages. And they really are wonderful. Like I said, we certainly enjoyed our visit there. At the culmination of everything, they set off the most elaborate fireworks you've ever seen. And the main bridge 
in the town of Oporto was built by Gustav Eiffel, the same fellow who created the Eiffel Tower. And at the very end of the uh, fireworks display, they uh, somehow or other with fireworks arrange a waterfall off of the side of that bridge, which is just totally incredible. We were lucky enough. Our friends had a penthouse apartment, so we uh, were very up close in front to see all this stuff. And it was absolutely wonderful and topped off with a 40-year-old late-bottle vintage port. It was just wonderful. Now, the good thing about port is you can open a bottle of port and it'll stay nice uh, for golly up to several months. But keep it in a decanted bottle. But uh, you, you don't have to drink it all at once. And you wouldn't want to. Port is something you take a little taste of and you probably wouldn't even want a second glass. Uh, it's delicious in that, but it's it's like a real rich dessert. Uh, you only can have so much of it. But anyhow, uh, today, the number one customer for port is France. It's the most popular aperitif in France, red port wine, and they have a little bit of it before dinner. They say it takes the edge off your appetite and it, it enhances everything else. Well, I don't know about that. But I do know I do like a glass of port late at night before I go to bed, and it's uh, a wonderful thing. And uh, when they created that port business for the uh, British market, they did us all a favor. And Portugal uh, uh, and ports were very popular here in this country, even in colonial America. Now the other big fortified wine from the Iberian Peninsula is Sherry Jerez de la Frontera. That's uh, the name, and it com- it's spelled J-E-R-E-Z, and it's pronounced Heret. But the J-E-R-E-Z, the British called it Sherry. And Sherry got to be extraordinarily popular in the British Isles. And at tea time in the afternoon, everyone will have Sherry available in Britain when you're having tea in the afternoon. There's other things that sit promptly at 4 o'clock. But the sherry is wonderful. And the sherry, again, is fortified wine. It's just like port. Only sherry has sort of a mind of its own. The wine develops uh, with a a floor on the top. This is a yeast coating. It almost looks like a head on on beer. But it's a frothy coating. And they have Valencias, which go right through that. They were old whalebone things with like a shot glass on the end. And they'll puncture the floor and take it out. And you can tell... Uh, how the sherry is developing. There's lots of different types of sherry. There's fino, which is fine in Spanish, and it's the driest and palest of all the sherries. Then manzanilla is this wonderful light sherry served ice cold. It is great with tapas like shrimp and octopus. Really good. Then there's amontillado, and amontillado is kind of a nutty flavor. Really a remarkable sherry. Uh, that's the kind I particularly like. It's sherry time. It's good. Then they have the others, Oloroso, which is a very sweet sherry, and uh, Jerez Dulce, so sherry sweet. And that's another one. They really are absolutely terrific. Pedro Jimenez is another kind of sherry. And incidentally, we acquired several years ago uh, a few bottles, I think about 40 cases of uh, Pedro Jimenez 
uh, sherry, which is all guaranteed over 125 years old. And that doesn't mean it came from a vintage of 25. It's the youngest wines in there are 125 years old. Sherry is produced by something called the Solera system. Imagine an inverted triangle. So you put the new sherry in the top barrels and all the way down to the bottom. Uh, every year they're siphoned down like that, and that's called the Solera. And then at the bottom, when you pull it out, uh, you get the, the sherry that you're after. And uh, in this particular instance, the oldest or the youngest wine in there was 125 years old. And it, it, for how remarkable it is, not too expensive. It's a, over $100 a bottle. But, boy, if you're looking for an experience, try some of that uh, Pedro Eminez Old Sherry. Uh, it's a, an experience that you'll enjoy immensely, even though it is kind of pricey. But uh, sherry production is, again, uh, it's much protected because uh, uh, the name sherry, is, except in the United States, again, you know, we never acknowledge the Treaty of Paris of uh, 1911, which gave the European wine areas all their names and we're getting better at it in this country but you know for years we sold Chiatis and ports and sherries and all that and nothing like the original port sherry or Chianti and they're changing that as we become more sophisticated in this country on that type of stuff but anyway sherry is just a, a terrific drink uh, that you want to have it's uh, well it's 19% 18% alcohol uh again it's like the port you don't really have many glasses of sherry uh you just want uh, a little sip and one goes a long long way it really is a wonderful uh, kind of drink in my opinion uh to have and and you don't have to have it uh just uh in the four o'clock in the afternoon you can have sherry anytime and it is really a terrific uh, beverage makes a great aperitif and I think again it was created totally uh, for the British market a little uh, less so than Puerto which is totally for the British market and uh, Sherry's is sold everywhere in the world today it's very popular it's still the most popular in uh, Britain of course but uh, like many things the British lead us away into things that are really good, and that sherry is really, really good. So tonight, if you're cold and chilly and looking for a way to warm your innards, why not try uh, a sherry or a glass of port? Absolutely, and with this upcoming forecast, uh, you want to head to any one of the Haskell's locations. Uh, ask uh, about that, what Jack's talking about, and they'll help you out. Indeed. The folks at Haskell's love to talk about wine, whether it's port, sherry, or your favorite uh, red wine, Cabernet, etc., and they'll put you in touch with the wine that isn't going to break the bank. That's what we do, and we do it best. We've been doing it 85 years. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars on wine. Bloomington, Excelsior, Faribault, right off of 35, our Maple Grove Super Cellar. In Minneapolis, we have free parking on Saturday and Sunday. There's a Haskell's at Ridgedale, Plymouth, St. Paul's Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come into Haskell's, 
Saturday and Sunday. There's the Haskells at Ridgedale, Plymouth, St. Paul's Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come in to Haskell, go to Haskells.com. And don't forget, we do deliver. And they, incidentally, there are still a few of Ted's 6 for 60. They'll be in, available through the end of the day today. Fantastic. Jack, let's do this again next week. I'm going to look forward to that, Denny. That's Jack Farrell from Haskell's.